The pre-scripted intros will return when Wednesday actually get a point here on the Owls Maracast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host in Salt Lake City, Jeffrey Paternostro. Uh, I, I have a confession to make. I pulled a patty last night. I, I was making a martini. Uh, my own my own riff on it. Not even my riff, the, the riff from the distillery that uh, makes this liqueur called Melier. It's a three-ingredient uh, drink, Melier, Lille Blanc, and orange bitters. And uh, I put in the Melier. I put in the orange bitters, but I uh, I may have I may have forgotten the Lille Blanc, which is there to balance the uh, the Melier. So instead, I got one of Patty's vodka martinis. It was just chilled booze, uh, and I got the full the full flavor of uh, fresh herbs, lemon citrus, a tart apple, uh, bee, pal- bee pollen, and cut grass for the Water Pocket Distillery website. So to avoid what the kids uh, refer to as skill issues. Tonight, I just cracked a beer. It is the uh, Templin Family Brewing, or uh, TF for short, uh, Watermelon Goza. It's a sour ale. A little more Goza than watermelon, but uh, quite refreshing. So it's very humid today. We just had a thunderstorm come through. So uh, a nice little sour beer. Uh, of course, canned at 5%, as you also often find here in Utah. Joining me on the show this week, hopefully he has his vermouth, but always sweet to have him in New Jersey. It's Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, first of all, I've got two points, two notes from this opening uh, mm. podcast. One, we had pre-scripted intros before. <laughs> I mean, I just put like a couple sentences together usually to intro the show. Okay. Okay. Secondly, um, it's so nice to be, to be a human cocktail machine. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought you were just a robot cocktail machine. Yeah. And then good to know that you can make mistakes uh, as much as I've already forgotten all three of I, I poured it into the coupe glass and I'm like, oh, it looks a little, usually it fills it up a little more than this. Well, whatever. Maybe it's just... My eyes are deceiving me. And I just got the full force of chilled herbal liqueur and uh, orange bitters in my mouth. Actually, it wasn't horrible, but I did add a, the, the Lille Blanc and it did soften it nicely. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, I've realized from, since this podcast, tw- twice in two weeks now, mm. that I need to restock my um, my bar carts because yeah. uh, I poured a cocktail for both the last two weeks and the dregs have come out. I was like, oh, I have a vodka martini this week. And I thought I've got loads of vodka left, but I do not have lots of vodka left, apparently. I have a dreg of vodka left. So I had a very small vodka martini. <laughs> and now I'm drinking a Cooperstown um, Old Slugger Pale Ale. Um, Cooperstown, if you're not aware, uh, in America is like the baseball Hall of Fame area. Uh, the origin, the origination of baseball. No, right? that's a no? that's like a that's like American mythology. Okay, I I was it was not formed by Abner Del- Doubleday in Cooperstown. It's uh, there's a few different sort of origin points. Like it was all going on at the same time, but like Alexander Cartwright in like the New York Nine uh, is considered to be probably the the, the most. Uh, the first sort of like what we would consider what would be identifiably a modern baseball game, although very different, obviously. Okay. Anyway, the beer is horrible. Uh, I've been <laughs> struggling to go through it. <laughs> I've had four different cans of this beer, and it's all horrible. But um, I, I was drinking the whiskey last week, and the whiskey was okay. So uh, they had some um, saving grace. There'll be no saving grace for this uh, podcast. We have to do another Wednesday defeat at Preston. We'll also cover the Wednesday news. And 
preview Cardiff and Mansfield Town. But we will start with the Preston North End game. In a word, better, but... But, Patty, you have excited. Wait, so we're going from better but excited? <laughs> you were a, a downright happy clapper on Twitter after this game. I was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, as, as uninspiring as the second half was, um, we were undone by a, a very direct free kick in the day. Um, and against a very seasoned and organized championship football club that have not there's, had... There's the going to be more of those, but yes. Yeah, I've not had... The changes that we've had, they've got a very stable set system back there. They're always organized, always stable. They're the most dull, um, kind of boxed up kind of championship football team you will ever have. Yes, they're going to finish uh, 11th or whatever. And... <laughs> I mean, they flirt with the playoffs. I'll give them that recently. Yeah. They've had a great start, seven points in nine. Um, and I, I, think, I just think they came out to play in the second half and uh, just killed it. And they Absolutely adjust. They adjusted to um, to the way what they've really started to clog up the channels a little bit more, and you didn't really hear as much from uh, Musaba. I think especially in the in the second half because he was. I, this was a great performance from I think uh, both offensively and defensively. Both pulling it forward, he was tracking back well. Um, you could just see that's it, what, right? Uh, that's what I was excited about. Yeah, definitely, it was him, and it was Diaby, him and Diaby, and Delgado to some extent too. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the way yeah, we, yeah, Diaby and Byers as the midfield, too, like you just see, like they were able to fill space, right? They just filled space. They knew where to go without the ball. They knew how to break up play. Uh, that's the interplay there as well, and it allowed Bannon to push forward and freelance a little more and more of a, you know, central attacking midfield role, especially in the first half until uh, Diaby got hurt because that is the Wednesday curse. That might be the worst curse of all. Mm. He was, I think, outside of um, Saba, uh, mm. he was the most exciting uh, uh, hour he's, debut he just, I've seen. The way he in a was able time. to hold off, like break up play, hold off two, three players at a time with the ball at his feet and just turn with guys draped over him and like, find the pass and just very calm. And look, it's not like when, when Muno said, eh, it might be a couple months, and now it's okay, it's a few weeks, it could be worse. You know, I think that'll probably be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this end of September or whatever. You know, Wednesday recovery periods can can be what they are. I think yeah, least, I'd be surprised if we see him in September, if one is with you. But um, that's five. It's, if it's four, four to six weeks for something like an ankle, like that's fine. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't sound like there's no surgery involved, as far as I can tell. That's, this was yeah, very. That's, that's uh, this is very like start, start stop for the first fifteen minutes. It's just very choppy fouls. A lot of balls out and just knocked out of play. But I thought they did grow into the game well. Uh, I think we did see a difference too with the wingers were able to get up the field. So Gregory was less isolated too, which I think was uh, a big deal. And look, Diaby and, and Musaba were great. But you know the difference with Liam Palmer at right back and the ability to drive forward and the interplay he had with Delgado too, I thought was uh, was better than... What we've seen from uh, Patterson or Valentin so far? Um, I think Patterson's a different one because Patterson kind of, you can play both. You can play like half of Palmer and <laughs> a quarter of Delgado's sure. uh, stuff. So he, he has a great couple of games, uh, Patterson. So I'm going to leave him out of that comparison a little bit. But the both combined, what I think was the best combination, I think we're trying to say, of right wing yeah. and right back we've seen this weekend, uh, this, uh, this year, sorry. 
yeah, Delgado's feisty. He's constantly looking for uh, free kicks, like completely like distraught when he doesn't get them <laughs> and kind of gesticulating at every opportunity. He's, he's very entertaining to watch. Uh, I'd hate to play against him. Uh, is is very feisty. I think uh, Muna, so when he first joined, like his intensity is what uh, he saw in Delgado, and we're seeing that in, uh, more and more. Did he really have him getting in an argument with Windass in one of these matches at some point too? <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think, think it's the weekend, but really. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. They're both the um, feisty, opinionated uh, uh, yeah. players. So. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that right-hand side, and uh, it certainly looked more um, uh, fluid uh, and less disjointed than it has been. Similar to the left-hand side, like you said, uh, uh, Masaba tracked back really well, and he got some good round of applause from the fans, yeah. and appreci- they appreciated that. Uh, I thought Fami Wo looked fine for most of the game. I mean, I Munoz think has... Solid. Uh... Sing, uh, singled him out repeatedly is like I think he's just going to be the left back now. It seems to be the way that Munoz wants. To, like I don't think it's ideal, but because he doesn't like he's good with the ball at his feet, but he doesn't have Palmer's ability to drive into space, which I guess is fine because you can. I guess that's natural. Play. It's not natural to him though, right? But it seems no. to be. I mean, the cross he put in right at the end was it right at the end of the game or near the end of the game to Delgado at the back yeah. post. Yeah, he took on like two. Well, one player and he had no angle at all to get across him. He did a great cross to the back post. So maybe he's got in his locker, but he's yeah, just maybe he'll get more comfortable. Yeah, get more comfortable yeah. sort of doing those overlapping runs or just driving forward in the in the way that I think Palmer has. He's a very has. good player. He was one of my better center halves, and he's already looking okay at left back too. I think positionally, he's still defensively a little bit to be found out, as we've seen that kind of goals being scored from my left hand side. Um, that'll come. I think the raw talents there for for me won't certainly. Yeah, that was sort of the overall theme of this game, I think. You could start to see the way they wanted to play. Like, it's not there yet, but you got the outline of it. And look, uh, Preston made... I mean, Ryan Lowe's a good manager. Preston made the right adjustments in the in the second half. And look, the the, the actual goal was just a set piece where uh, Delgado got on the wrong side. It wasn't unmarked, but he got the... Let his, let his marked player get on the inside of him... Uh, free header finish and yeah really this is a free header he really really fought through two guys to get yeah there. but he got there he beat he like yeah, yeah he, he got there he got the wrong side of delgado and and yeah. that was that and like uh, we saw this in the, uh, the southampton game less the whole game because that was a mess but they don't they never really looked like scoring after that and they kind of chasing the game obviously for a longer period of time than the the Southampton game, but they never really were able to get that kind of clear cut chance. I didn't love the substitutions either. No, I don't. I thought like I was getting Smith in is fine, but just you know, Musaba is one of the best players on the pitch. Uh, and just it never, I know obviously the Diaby one was forced and that you know, kind of changed. He had Bannon had to drop further back and that really kind of changed the way they had been playing so well in the first half. And, and like those things happen, but you know, it's, you know, if we look at it now, they're, bottom of the table and so you know obviously you go oh and three uh but i don't know i'm not worried yet per se because i do think there is like there are talented players in this squad that i think can do a job in this system and i think that will start to sort itself out in the coming weeks but yeah i i my, my wife's excited because i think there's flashes of brilliance that we haven't seen for three four years from wednesday players um outside of barry bannon and that is like close control spinning away strength uh 
pace. We haven't seen pace in our side for years. Um, so that was to me why I was excited. Yes, it's still a work in progress. Yes, we we're running way further behind schedule than everybody else in the championship right now. And it's going to be a painful few weeks, said still. Um, but there's still glimmers. There's glimmers of, of potential in this side. And I'm holding on to that, <laughs> especially while we're still early in I the I mean, season. Justin made that point last week, too. Like, we knew what this was going to be like. And it's, but it's one thing to say it, right? Like, ah, it's going to be a rough. Start to it's very season. hard to live through. It's very it hard. It is to not fun to watch the games. No, I was not. downright annoyed uh, for large portions, especially of the second half. Uh, and uh, I and we want... talk. We always we always talk a few days afterwards too, Jeff. So we, mm-hmm. the, the kind of real emotion and the frustration kind mm-hmm. of calms down a little bit. Yeah, we're not we're not going straight into Twitter and going blah blah blah. blah. Well, some of us do, but some of us don't. Um, but I, I feel like when we record, it's a few days after we've mellowed yeah. out a little bit. We can be a bit more um, uh, uh, balanced. Uh, hopefully. Um, and I still feel like there's potential in this team to do okay. Yeah, I, I saw, I think it was Rob Staten that made the point, or not Rob Staten, uh, Dom Housen, I think. I don't know. Somebody, but made the point that he they thought Munoz was making too many changes, right? Like, you should you know, try to play more a 3-5-2 that Darren Moore played last year and just get some and slowly transition to the way he wants to play. But like, how is that going to work exactly? Right. Would the results actually be any better? Would they have ground out a point against Hull? Like, I don't know. We're still in the season. We couldn't burn a few games. It's not like we're fighting for lives right now. It's, I think he's treating it like a preseason, and I think maybe he thought the players would adapt faster mm-hmm. and he's realizing that's not the case. Um, and you also realize, I think we're all realizing that the championships are probably better than we remembered it being. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be a much longer process than everyone thought. Um, but like I say, the glimmer of hope is still there. Uh, and it's early, early days. So I'm not too down hard. I think we've shown progress in every single game. Would be nice to you know, buy a couple points in the coming weeks just to you know, get out of the relegation places. I don't know. I'm not asking for much. Why oh, you don't look at the table till Christmas, Jeffrey? Yeah, we don't look at the table till Christmas. I'm just reliably informed uh, there. The, <laughs> the big question, uh, this is my big question. They've played four games. They have scored five goals, or four goals, which is it's not a great goal-scoring ratio, especially if we're looking at the League 2 side. Where, you know, with two of them from the strikers, one from a winger, one from a central defensive midfielder. I guess that is my one question looking at the squad, is where are the goals coming from? You know, Musaba, Delgado, uh, Kasama even, uh, are, are good wingers, but are they really going to... Are, are, like, realistically, how many goals are they going to bag? Especially playing you know, out wide and having you know, defensive responsibilities and what's more of a 4-4-2 when, when Wednesday are defending. Um, I don't think we can count on them directly scoring goals. I, I, I've seen actually a lot more danger from uh, balls centrally um, mm. by Bannon and Byers recently. Um, Bannon did a great ball to Gregory uh, in this game uh, over the top. The Gregory controlled it uh, like yeah. over his shoulder, then again knocked it past the defender. It was a fantastic two touches he made. Um, and then uh, I think when the the, the Smith goal last week with the uh, Byers, uh, the kind of similar kind of situation, looping over the the kind of um, last defender. I, I think we've got to go for 
we can't be uh, one dimensional and go down the wings all the time. So mm-hmm. They'll close us down. So I think having that option of buyers and buying in the middle um, to do the over the top kind of pass too. That's kind of the only options I've seen in the last few games where we're, we're trying to score. It's like that way are the wings and the wings haven't got there yet. Right, it is funny. Like you have Lee Gregory and, and Michael Smith in League One and can't get them service. And now in the championship, you probably have the wingers that can get them service, but they might not be able to do the same kind of job they could do against championship level defenders. Yeah, they're going to cover a lot better in, in the yeah. championship. They're um, already tighter to us than uh, mm-hmm. League One ever was. Um, so yeah, it's a learning curve. It is. But uh, we march on. For now, we'll take a break, cover the Wednesday news, and preview a two-match week. Now it's time for the Wednesday news. As mentioned, <laughs> we already have an injury update. Uh, Momo Diabe to miss a few weeks. Is a few two, is a few three, is a few six. Uh, time will tell. Better than a few months, I suppose. Can we all just agree out here to just pray to whatever deity you <laughs> believe in that uh, Diaby comes back really quickly and as good as he was in those first 60 minutes? Because uh, it, it, it really was exciting. It really looks like one of those weird, like it was like it was on a set piece. There's just like sort of nothing in it. It looks like he just caught a spike or got kicked yeah. or something. I didn't look like there was much in it, but yeah. Even when he went down, I'm like, okay, well, whatever. They'll give him treatment and he'll be back on. And it was just like, doesn't make him the, he's done yeah. gesture. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> it was scary. Very scary. So I guess the big news of today specifically is uh, Darren Moore did his first sit-down interview since uh, leaving Sheffield Wednesday by mutual consent. Uh, did you watch this, Patty? Um, I've watched five minutes. Is that yeah. all it is? There's not like a big. I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's more. I've seen the clips that are going <laughs> so, around. But... I went to Sky Sports and I watched five minutes, and yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, because there's all these head, like all these headlines in the local press about yeah. Darren Moore says he could take every Wednesday to the Premier League. And I watched it like, did not say that? Did they really? Like, <laughs> like Darren Moore says he it wasn't about money. I'm like, he watched the same five minutes I just watched. So yeah sensationalist headlines mm-hmm. he was very classy i thought classy as ever um it didn't despite chan series attack piece and i mean he did say it was out like differing expectations which i mean we chan series was very clear about what his expectations were at the uh supporters forum so he did like i say the the sensationalist headlines was that i could go into premier league he said that he believed that he could go into premier yeah. league but maybe not in the same time frame right. uh, as uh, Chan Siri asked for. Well, at least that's, I'm kind of paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. He said at the time about 100 times in about uh, mm-hmm. one se- about th- one sentence. I think it's a direct quote. was, the vision at the time that was set at the time was out of line. I, 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 he said yeah. at the time about five more times after that. I was like, what, what does that mean? I, I will say that uh, I know Chan Siri has some things to say about his agent, but his agent set up this interview at the perfect time, right? You know, when they have lost their first three games, three league games of the season, he got he got spotted at a derby match, I think, last week too. Because I'm sure he's looking for his next job. Obviously, you, uh, I'm sure you probably planned on managing Sheffield Wednesday, and he's a manager, so start to start to get into the season, and now uh, gets his name back out there. 
with the sensationalist headline that he can take uh, Sheffield Wednesday to the Premiership, supposedly. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he won't be happy with any of those headlines. Like I say, that's I, the way I, it goes. Yeah, it's, uh... he came as quite came across as a very yeah, like, came out of Darren Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just so happy it wasn't a mudslinging fest and like uh, he didn't rise to chance serious pettiness. Yeah. Uh, the other quotes I got out of it was it wasn't about the money side of it; it was purely mm-hmm. about football, which I thought was an interesting one. And then in, it, right at the end, he says he wasn't, he wasn't happy that we, he, they left. He says, mm. we're not happy that we left. We wanted to be there. We didn't expect to be here, uh, mm. sat on the sidelines. So, yeah, classy as ever. Who do you believe? Um, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, maybe there's some embellishments on either side. Well, embellishments sure. on Chancery's side, yeah. and maybe a little bit of uh, Cloak and Dagger on Moore's side. Right. Um, but I was uh, there was no sensationalistic um, story out of this one, as much as um, the local press would like you to believe. Speaking of classy gestures, uh, Barry Bannon has sponsored the Sheffield Wednesday ladies team number 10, Heidi O'Reilly. Look, this is a this is a great gesture. I do, you know, coming off the Women's World Cup, I really wish the team would make and the club would make more investment in the in the women's side of the game. It seems like such, there's just, it's, you get so much, like obviously the, the the women's side of the English game at the club level is has been growing massively in recent years, right? So they maybe have already sort of missed the the window to get in at the ground floor. But there's not like you look at a team like Reading that is able to put uh, a women's club in the in the top level of professional football in in England. Like why can't Sheffield Wednesday do it too? You know, why does Barry Bannon literally have to be? You know, it, it, I think it was. Uh, there's an article at the Athletic a few years back about how you know what the what the women's side of the club has to do just to like get kits and do training and stuff like that. Like it's 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 a fully amateur football uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I was on the engagement panel um, mm-hmm. last last year, and the the guy who runs the lead, uh, the ladies' uh, football club was part of that engagement panel. So I'm sure I'm, I'm positive he's trying to get change and yeah. some answers from the club on what on what uh, what they need, and it's he's not asking for millions of dollars. Right, relatively, it's not a not a lot of money. I know, but I mean, a lot of time he's asking for like deliver us kits on time so we can play in the same kits as you. It's like yeah. not even that, right? He's, yeah, it's just his um, it's his, ridiculous. Uh, it's it's like such easy things that, and yeah, fair, fair play to Baden for stepping out of it. Maybe yeah. that's uh, maybe that'll give the club a kick. Yep. Um, Hopefully, I wonder if they were. I wonder if they were aware of it. That's interesting. <laughs> I'd love to know if uh, that was something that they weren't aware of or not. I'm surprised. Uh, I'd be surprised if they weren't aware of it. Uh, maybe there's more to come. But either way, I'm very happy for the football club. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm from. Look, it just it, the fact from. that it's gotten. You know, it was on the front page of the Sheffield Star. It's gotten it into the news cycle, and like, how many people like? Not that you don't know that there is a a women's team, but they're just never in the. In the news, the same way the the men's team did. Yeah, they they need to uh, have a lot more investment in it. And more investment, uh, more promotion. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, Bannon. The transfer window is still open, and Wednesday have been linked to a midfielder. Uh, not not a surprise, perhaps after Diaby's injury. Uh, Miguel Beza from uh, Celta Vigo, perhaps. Although reading the the Sheffield Star article about this, uh, it was unclear from uh, Spanish reports whether it's. Wednesday or Swansea in the driver's seat for him. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. I don't know how that would get lost in translation, but swans and owls, very different animals. 
Uh, and then uh, not an outgoing transfer of note, but an, uh, an update on a Wednesday player from last year. Dennis Denerin has landed uh, Porto Manense. Didn't we get thingy from there? Didn't we get a dappy from there? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It was Delgado, I think, from Porto Manense. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, was, I wonder if it's the same agents and stuff. Yeah. The site all this stuff out. But, uh, it's weird. Uh, you know, Portuguese first league football is no, uh, it's no joke. So, good luck to him. Good for him, yeah. I always thought he, he showed... He could never really stay fit, but I always thought he showed flashes while he was at Wednesday. So. I saw Bashiru had a highlights package from his first game. Uh, for the batch he went to? Who did he go to? Uh, was it a Dennis Spore? It was one of the... Yeah, the big Turkish side, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he probably had a decent game in his first game. Speaking of uh, decent games, uh, Bailey Katamateri had another race for the... Uh, under 21 this week. Maybe that's where the goals are coming from, Patty. Well, this feels very familiar. It's like deja vu, isn't it? I remember, I think he had a, he had a year off where we didn't hear much about him, but... He was hurt maybe, a lot of last year, yeah. Yeah, the previous year was like every week, oh, he's got another brace. He's oh, still only 18. Big. And now he's playing for the, you know, he's playing for the under, under 21s now, so... He'll probably sign to OH Leuven's free and then go to Leicester and end up at... Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and some other news this week... There's a nice little uh, Pete McKee mural now at the. Is it, is it, I couldn't tell if it was on the stadium itself or not, or nearby. It's nearby, yeah. It's in the yeah. neighborhood. I think it's by a Chinese restaurant I saw mm-hmm. on top of a Chinese restaurant. So, yeah, you can see the Hillsborough Stadium uh-huh. in the background. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, and they're looking to do more of it. And I saw that Glenn Poulton was involved. They're getting like, fans involved. It's part of the SRFC Trust, I want to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the Again, this groups. is another thing where it's just like, you know, it's just. It's a nice, like just a nice thing to sort of make it more of a, a, a like to make the area more associated with the club than, rather than just the the stadium itself, right? It's the it's the Samido uh, Chris O'Grady praying yeah. to Chris O'Grady, um, uh, just the Samido parts of it, uh, and it's got a yellow background and on the side great. of yeah. a Chinese restaurant uh, in uh, <laughs> I assume in Hillsborough somewhere, but I don't yeah. know, maybe I'm caught up wrong, but. I will have a look, but uh, look on Pete McKee's uh, Twitter and you'll be able to see um, the mural is great. Now it's time to do the previews. And one of the nice things about being in the championship is we can find fans of other championship teams to come on and talk about their team. Uh, a little bit harder to do in League One, as we found out over the years. Sorry, Accrington Stanley fans. Not a lot of you in the U.S. But we do get to welcome back uh, an old friend, which will be a recurring theme. Someone we've not seen uh, since 2020 <laughs> and 2021. Also a recurring theme. Uh, it's Cardiff Dave. How's it going? Hello. I'm, I'm honored to be back. Like you said, it's been a while. I think we were talking beforehand that I think it was maybe Neil Harris was at the helm um, last time I was on the pod. So in Cardiff terms, that's, that's a long time ago because we like to chop and change our managers. But uh, great to be back talking all things Cardiff. Any excuse to talk all things Cardiff. But uh, here I am. So uh, catch us up. What's the last two years of Cardiff football been like? Because in all honesty, we have not been paying a ton of attention to the championship. <laughs> well, just, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, since you guys left, it's just, I think, season on season, we finished lower and lower. <laughs> um, until last season, it resulted in us, you know, staying up by the by the skin of our teeth. And, and literally, I think we only stayed up um, due to Reading being deducted 10 points. I think if they were deducted, I think we would have been down. We would have swapped places with you guys. But hey, here we are now. So it's been a general decline, a lack of investment, um, players leaving, lack of goals, no quality replacements. 
um, manager after manager. We've gone from, it seems like we seem to have a manager and then we promote the under 21s manager and then we promote the other under 21s manager and there's just like this consistent theme. But this season there's actually, even though we are still um, under a, a transfer embargo um, until January, there's actually some some renewed optimism that um, has come due to a, a wave of signings, um, Ramsey being the the marquee one. Um, and we have, you know, we ha- we don't have the best record to start this season. I think we've lost two, lost two and drawn one. Um, but we're it's quietly already optimistic. Uh, already a relegation six pointer off the yeah, half. exactly. It is, but we're quietly optimistic of our best place finish in years. So I think. A mid-table finish sounds about right for us this season. So yeah, general decline past couple of years. So why do you have the yeah. uh, transfer embargo? It's to do with the the seller. Remember, um, we had. Mm. Do you know when we were in the Premier League? Oh yeah, like, that guy. Yeah, who who the, the plane went down, and there was there was arguments yeah. and and between Cardiff and Nice over who whose player he actually was at the time of his death and there was a lot of legal stuff going on. Cardiff didn't want to pay the transfer fee. Um, we were putting him under embargo over it. We've we've actually paid the remaining um, money owed now, um, which is going to result in us um, being placed, being able to buy players again in January. I didn't realise that was the case. That's crazy. It's been going on for years. We just didn't yeah. want to give. It's been going on for years and years. I'll, you know, Tanner doesn't want to give up any money. Um, they're still going to fight it even after all this. We just had to pay them because they were putting all sorts of bans on us in the transfer market. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So you've actually done pretty well in our business, all things considered, actually. So as you, what say, you mean, like uh, FFP-wise, you mean you're doing all right? I mean, in in terms of signings that we've made uh, on, on, on free transfers and just pick, loan pickups, um, We've been offering decent wages. I think we're sort of. I think we're quietly having trying trying to have a go this year. Um, I feel like anyone in the championship can have a go and be that dark horse for six spots. Every, that's the dream of every championship <laughs> team. I think to be that you know because it's always someone. Even you know you guys must have hopes of nineteenth is what I'm hoping for. Nineteenth. <laughs> no, but then, a little bit mm. maybe thinks you know at the start of the season if everything goes to plan. That's yeah, the thing, two right? Weeks, so, like, two weeks ago, once they have two lost their once they have lost their first three matches, they win a couple, they'll be like 12th. That's the way the league works. Yeah, that's the good thing about the championship. Anyone can go on a run. You could suddenly be up there, down there, whatever. So looking to get Cardiff City up there, as you said, they've changed managers a bunch in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ero Balut is the newest one. A yeah. uh, Turkish manager from Germany. Uh, looking just, you know, yeah. scanning his Wikipedia page. Played for, you know, Eintracht Frankfurt, for Nabache, uh Olympiacos, so we played for the major, uh, yeah, major European sides, and has managed, you know, managed some significant Turkish teams as well. Obviously, only a, a few matches under his belt, but uh, what have you noticed so far about sort of the tactics and the way he wants to play? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's uh, unlike. I mean, we've been known in the past with with Warnock and Mick McCarthy, we've been very <laughs> direct, and I think. Part of the reason that we've gone this way is to try and, I mean, everyone's trying to change their style a little bit, but just to um, not be reliant on that lump it forward, set pieces. I mean, we still have that danger. I think he likes to be adaptable. I think we noticed that when we played against Leeds, we were, we were a counter-attacking team. 
when we played against QPR, we tried to dominate the ball a little bit. He likes to get his wing backs forward. Um, the wingers come into play a lot. Um, I definitely think he likes to dominate possession a bit more than we're used to, but I think it's just going to be a general, um, I think it's going to be a period of transition, but I think the, it's hard to say with the first three games because we've had a really tough, tough start to the campaign. I mean, Leeds away, Leicester away, QPR at home, we'll forget about that because we did awful at home against QPR. We should have, they're supposed to be, they did look bad, but um, we were bad on that day as well. But yeah, there's there's optimism that he can change. We're also hoping because of his contacts within Turkey, Greece, Germany, that we can, you know, dip our toes into the the foreign market, which Cardiff really hasn't, we've, we haven't really taken advantage of in the past. I feel like we've always gone pretty much tried and tested championship British hardened. So we're hoping literally Neil Warnock. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, you know, after that we, so it's, it's nice to see a few new players that were getting, getting in that we don't know much about. Um, It's definitely just, you know, we're not sure what to expect yet. So there's that, that excitement. It is funny because I'm looking at Justin notes and he says, uh, likes to play a four, two, three, one press and hit on the counter, which is exactly how Wednesday have tried not yeah. particularly successfully to play so far. So it's me one yeah. of the, it's me one of those weird games, right? Where neither team really wants the ball too much. Yeah. I mean, it might just be a, a moment of brilliance as you saw um Ramsey's going to Ramsey's slowly gaining a bit of influence in the team. I mean, he still has parts of the game where he's just a bit of a ghost. I mean, he obviously doesn't possess the powers of old, but you do see that little touches on the ball, little passes that can make the difference in the game and his his strike um, on the weekend was an absolute rocket, if you've seen it against Leicester, um, which I didn't even know Ramsey had in his locker, but there we go. Patty, since I know I'm you haven't looked at the notes, uh, how old would you guess Aaron Ramsey is? I'm looking at the notes. Oh, you are. <laughs> I can tell you he's 32 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, because mm-hmm. I mean, he's like been around forever, hasn't he? It's strange that he's gone to, obviously, it's his Bayern club that yep. he's gone there. Um, but it was a free transfer for you guys, was he? Yeah, he was a free transfer. I mean, he had to be fair. He had. It feels like when we when we signed Craig Bellamy, uh, <laughs> favorite of mine, a while ago, where they sort of he just wants to be home with his family. That was the big pull. He had apparently he had offers from Saudi, which seems like. I mean, you've probably got an offer from Saudi. Everyone seems to. Have <laughs> <from Saudi. laughs> but he turned that down, so that was a big money pull. Um, I think Nice wanted to to keep him as well, but I think he just wants to be home with his family and just prioritize that part of his life. Um, we'll see once and for all the battle of the titans Alan Ramsey versus Barry Bannon that's, yeah that's been it's been the question on everyone's lips who is the best <laughs> Scottish yeah. versus Welsh wizards I know I know how old is Barry Bannon he seems like he's been around he's, forever it's like he's only like 30 I think he might be 32 he's 31 or 32 he's not yeah, okay. 53 yeah. but he's, he's, he's got yeah, yeah. Ramsey yeah. still looks quite young doesn't he he's, 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 he's aged yeah. well yeah well he could still do a job in most you know maybe low, lower premier league i'm not sure but um he's definitely our go-to and he's, he's given the whole club a lift i mean I, i'm not sure i was trying to think if there was an equivalent player who would come back to you who started off young it's jamie vardy no not it's jamie vardy not gary medine no. <laughs> would he come back to a hero's welcome i think there jamie were occasional Vardy's? rumors like chris brunt might come back at some point too he's okay. not probably the same uh no, but yeah. Vardy was the Vardy the was the, Vardy is also the one that got away, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, at least yeah. from the youth team, yeah, more <laughs> or less, yeah. <laughs> Didn't go away. We just like did what's on him. So, so it's it's a pretty big coup for us, you know. With um, 
you know, he's still the Welsh captain, you know, playing in the Welsh capital, selling a lot of shirts. It's, it's been great. It's been that's given the club a little lift, which we've needed over the, the past few seasons, being so, you know, depressing to watch, really. It's, the, it's basically the Miami story uh, with Messi joining uh, Miami, but uh, in, in Wales and Rams. In Wales. Cardiff, yeah. The shirt sales have gone through the roof. Apple TV's, <laughs> Apple TV's got a deal with Cardiff City. Slightly different weather and nightlife, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> the Miami of Wales. You know, not just, uh, you know, if, in regards to other signings, you know, it's not just, we, you know, we've obviously brought Rams. So the player I'm interested about is, yeah. uh, is Ike Ubo. Yeah, he's obviously uh, like ninety percent of the championship came up through the Chelsea youth team uh, and was loaned out. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's played. I mean, he's played. He's like twenty four, but he's played everywhere at this point. Yeah, he definitely needs. He's one of those players that is looking for a home. I think, mm-hmm. and you know, we're hoping that Cardiff will be that home, and he can. You know, he's looked good in the um, first couple of games. He looks a bit of a handful. It's good hold up play. Um, he's good at bringing players into into play as well. Um, he got a goal against Leeds, took that very well, even though you know it was a tap in. But he still had to be in the right pl- place to pop it in. So we are hoping for another striker come end of the window. Um, there's rumours of Kiefer Moore getting the band back together with Ramsey, <laughs> that would, which would be amazing. Um, so Kiefer Moore, he, he, I mean, he played for Cardiff before and he ripped up the championship, so that would be great. But it's, I, I, I'm not going to hold my breath, but. Yeah, Where is okay. he now? Where is he playing? Bournemouth. We sold him to Bournemouth, um, but he doesn't really get much game time there. So we're, we're trying to get him on loan. That's why we're trying to get everyone on loan or free transfers. So he would be someone who could... We definitely need, I think, someone... We can't go into the season with just um, Bo. We've got a few others. We've got Kieran Atete from Tottenham, who we bought last season, who's still very raw as well. Um so I definitely think the striker position is something that still needs to be addressed. But yeah, you know, optimistic of at least not, hopefully not being in a relegation battle, which will take this season. Some sort, We need some sort of platform, some sort of, you know, good feelings around the club. So the obvious Wednesday connection, well, one of them is Mark McGuinness. Uh, yes. Has he been playing regularly so far this year? He's been an ever present uh, since he's come back. Since we, that, that's unfortunate. We were, we were, we were in we were in. De- Desperate trouble when we recalled yeah. it from you guys. You know, uh, def- we're just le- leaking goals left, right, and center. And then we're like, you know, this guy Wednesday is looking the business, and everyone's he asking was the best player be- for the team in the yeah. first half, like head and shoulders. Yeah. And he came back and he was in a relegation scrap, and he's the type of player you need. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's just a proper defender. And he can play with every- the ball at his feet, too. He can he can play. Yeah, he, he is. He's not just a big guy like a like, you know, like an Aiden Flint. Yeah. But um <laughs> he's got that physical presence. I think he's gonna have a really good career in the game. I don't think I think we'll be, hopefully, we're going to hang on to him. I mean, we just offered him, uh, well, he accepted a new four-year deal, which is unusual for Cardiff because we don't usually hand out those sort of contracts. Especially, so, when, like, being loaned out, like, like less yeah, than a year yeah, ago. He's, like, gone from yeah. being not wanted to being highly wanted. Yeah, no, he's, like, the main main guy in defence, you know, for our team, and he's someone who's, like, integral to, to this. He does season. feel, like one, to me, like one of those players, like, I mean, they could... That could kick on and be like a a, yeah. a Lewis Dunk type figure, right? Someone yeah, that's on the peripheries of the England team at some point. He's that good. He's twenty two and he's that good a defender already. Yeah. yeah, he's so composed and he's still and he's a threat of set pieces as well. So he's got it all in his locker. Um, we're just glad that he came back. And yeah, we, 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 I think we swapped we swapped out Volks for him, right? Volks. I think he got he took Volks off us. 
Yeah, he plays mm. part in the second half season for us. Yeah. Do, do, do you still utilize his long throw? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. With towels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with towels. You've got to have the towels. Yeah. Yeah. A, Warnock yeah, made sure all the towels. Yeah, all the boys <laughs> had the towels. <laughs> Vox did, Vox did make one very important long throw at least last year. So, yeah, it's, it's got a good throw in him. We've got Patterson as well. Patterson's got a good throw. He gives all his players some kind of a good throw. Is that a Warnock leftovers type? I throw? think it is. Yeah, he's like the, <laughs> <laughs> he looks on the the football manager stat long throws. <laughs> long throws. <laughs> just just filter by long throws. <laughs> Kicking people twenty. Long twenty. Throw, 20. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think well, there's a couple of other players. Um, you don't still have Kadeem Harris, do you? No, no, you went to. Uh, a, he's in Turkey now, I think. Okay, that's yeah. a long, that's a long ago. Okay, no, was he Turkey? Or did he go to Saudi Arabia? He went somewhere really weird. I thought he was did in he? Turkey. He might be in Saudi Arabia now. He right. was one of those players that, like, the first six games in the Wednesday shirt, I'm like, oh, and this then it turned out the only thing he can do is just run really fast down the left wing and occasionally put a cross in. He's like a poor man's Adama Traore, yeah. like a very poor man's, but um. Yeah, he, his end product was always a bit lacking. Yeah. You know, he tried, fair play. Yeah, no, he, I, he's fine, but yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, good half season with us, and he, yeah, went, yeah, he, went, he went completely off the boil after yeah. that, and he, then he went to Saudi Arabia where we went to. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of... Uh... Did Aiden Flint just have the most ridiculous, like, slab head defensive headers when he was there, too? Like, I've never seen anyone yeah. head the ball that He was just a headed machine. From, yeah. I just remember him heading, yeah, heading a lot. Like you said, he was a was he a Warnock signing? I don't know. He seems like he, he should feels be like he should be a Neil Warnock. He Warnock feels like he yeah. he's got a very important. He's got a derby goal. I remember that against Swansea, so he's remembered for that. Yeah, we always so. heard like about his like goal scoring prowess. I think he scored like one goal on a set piece. Well, he was last year. before he us. So many. He was at Bristol City, and I think he was, he was doing really well at Bristol City. I think he, he moved somewhere then for five million, and then. And then he went to Cardiff, and then it just went downhill. But. Yeah, he's a he's a nice little player, but like he really doesn't have any, he has his, any pace yeah. or ability to move. Yeah, he has his limitations. Yeah. We're playing him next week at Mansfield, right? Mansfield, Mansfield in the cup. Did he go to Mansfield? I think so. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's a good yeah. spot for him. <laughs> he can play it for <laughs> years. They'll build they'll build a statue outside the stadium of him <laughs> at that level. Yeah, he'd probably rip it up in League Two. You might as well yeah. put him, do a pat, do a Patterson and put him up front. Yeah. <laughs> do the business. <laughs> He's so, used to be in the statue outside. So I guess again, we're we're very early into the season, but perfunctorily we have to do uh, match predictions, of course. So what's your feeling at yep. the weekend? I think this is the game that Cardiff are gonna arrive. In, well, we you know we're in the championship. We've been, <laughs> we're we've, like, been we've been very uh, good at providing those games. Yeah, for can you yeah. provide us <laughs> with a platform? <laughs> I wanted to provide us with a platform to arrive. I think mm-hmm. we've had some tough fixtures that have been, and we've looked good in a couple of them. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we should have. We had a few chances against Leicester to to, to beat them. Mate, uh, he looks pretty good from Reading, but um, I think we're going to arrive, and I think I think it's going to be a two 0 job to Cardiff, and I could see Ramsey maybe with one. And maybe I think Callum Robinson might come back into the the team. So I think I think I've always liked Callum Robinson. So I think he might get another. I will say for a team that shipped seven goals in three games, they haven't looked that bad at the back. Like they've been able to handle. Uh, I think most of the the tricky strikers and things like that for the most part. They've been fairly vulnerable yeah. outside the area, if nothing else. But okay, I mean, you shipped you shipped eight goals. I was looking at your, your results. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you shipped two goals a game, haven't you? Two, well, two against Leeds, two against Leicester, and two, two against Colchester. That's the you can't you can't count the EFL Cup or whatever. You know, we counted it. It's our only <laughs> win of the season. On penalties. <laughs> yeah, we won. We we scraped by on penalties as well, but we'll take it. Yeah, so, but we Leeds look good. Leicester look good. Uh, yeah. Very two away games. They're tough. You can't. I think you don't want to start the season with that. Especially no, last year with all the players they bought, too. I was, yeah. I was starting to feel pretty scared after your prediction saying you're going to arrive. Then I looked at your uh, results and I thought, oh, no, the shipping goal left, right, center. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can sneak a couple of goals in there, too, surely. Yeah, I think the, I think the first goal is going to be important, I think. Well, if there is any goals. But um, I think there will be goals. And I think if we get it, I think we'll win it. I always like... Even when Wednesday were good, I always hated the trip to Cardiff. It was always basically if we were playing Neil Warnock and Mick McCarthy. For yeah. Part, you know? yeah. <laughs> it was just always the scrappy one ones and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or maybe a one nil, maybe McGuinness will get it and then yeah. we'll celebrate. Will he won't he? I don't know. I know. <laughs> I think we did a preseason suite of predictions and we always do a prediction of like what Wednesday player will have a man of the match performance. And I actually did pick McGuinness to just like put Lee Gregory in jail and score a header. So Yeah, Lee Gregory. Yeah. Well, at least you've got no X. Well, is Volk going to start? Is any of your X? Uh, probably start? because the center back they brought in from, uh, what was it? Port- uh, from, yeah, Portimonese or whatever it was, immediately yeah, looked great and then immediately rolled his ankle like 60 yeah. minutes in. <laughs> it's always the thing when you play yeah, your yeah. X players. I mean, we yeah. always used to play, I used to hate playing Cameron Jerome. He was always at different championship teams and he turned into prime Messi whenever he played us. Um, but hopefully, Volks won't do that to us. He has got a rocket in his locker every now he and does. again. Yeah, he does. I, he does. He, he, yeah, he does. He likes to shoot every now. And, you know, he doesn't score many, but he can. He can hit them. Yeah, he, 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 he had Wednesday's goal of the season last year. Yeah, yeah. I remember who it was against, but it was a, it was one of those just like running on a half cleared ball, just yeah, smashing in the that's, top corner. Yeah. Yeah, classic Volks. Oh, he does have <laughs> how, a little how, easier to do in League One, but how are you guys feeling about the, the Cardiff game? I, I, uh, it's two two, two two. Oh, a two two. I, I was, it's so tough to tell because this is a a team very much in transition now. It is ten new signings. Might be an eleventh before. Uh, well, yeah, that's a lot. New manager, new style of play, and just. I know a team coming out from League One too that just yeah. quite hasn't like they looked they looked pretty good against Southampton in all honesty and that's a that's a very tough and that was still with like that's James Ward-Prowse and Che Adams yeah, yeah it's a, before they sold all their uh, players uh, and I thought they yeah. played pretty well but I think the last game against Preston although it wasn't the greatest performance in the world you could at least start to see what he's how doing. what he's doing and you can start to see some of the new players put their stamp on the game. Uh, then immediately roll their ankle because it's <laughs> a thing that happens. Um, yeah. But even the good players from last year, like uh, George Byers and Liam Palmer were probably the two best players on the team last year, and they aren't fully match fit yet. You know, Palmer had his Palmer had his first start, uh, and Byers had his first start in the Preston North End game. So I think uh, getting Palmer in at right back, because he just looked a lot more dangerous uh, than Patterson. Yeah. Um, and more defensively, like just uh, just the ability to just run. He can just run more than matters yeah. and can at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it well, does for the way they want to play. Uh, it does make a big difference. Uh, I don't know. I like. I just feel like a one-one. I feel like they'll get a yeah. point out of this. I, I yeah. think it's two teams that don't quite know how they want to play yet, but the way they want to play, 
yeah doesn't they're both really fig- suit the way the other team wants to play so yeah they're both figuring it out and they haven't quite got their feet on the ground yet yeah. you know how they one, play, one but... dumb penalty and one unmarked set piece yeah <laughs> it'll be like a moment like that well, let's all agree then to say it's going to be a draw. <laughs> I, I think Dave was pretty clear on his prediction. Dave's come around to our way of thinking now, yeah. so we're all going to say it's a draw. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll probably take a draw. Just to, uh, we all go away as friends. Yeah. A draw, a, glor- a, gl- a glory draw, like a last glory minute, yeah. last minute like McGuinness equaliser. We'll take Bannon, sure. Bannon v. Ramsey and Worldies would be nice. Just a yeah. Worldie coming to him. Maybe Bob <laughs> joins in as well. Bob's in, yeah. yeah. Then Pat- Patterson to finish it off. <laughs> Patterson scoring one of those scrappy goals off his, like, shin or whatever that he's uh, very good at. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, Dave, thanks for helping us preview the Cardiff match, and we'll see you back here for the return fixture. No problem. Looking forward to it. Cheers, guys. It is a two-preview week, and we don't have Justin. We do have Justin's notes. As Mansfield Town come to Hillsborough at midweek for the second round of the EFL Cup. Uh, last year, they were eighth in League Two and missed playoffs on goal difference this year. Uh, one win, three draws, six points, plus three goal difference. Uh, all three of their draws have come away from home. Uh, I don't remember that. I remember they played them. I talked to Justin when this fixture got announced and remember they played them in the pizza cup two years ago but i don't remember they played them in the fa cup literally last season yeah and two uh two smith goals after going down one nil early they are from nottinghamshire the stags founded in 1897 as the mansfield wesleyans they've won a bunch of small leagues and they joined the football league in 1931 the southern section of the third division and primarily have been a third to fourth division club. They have won the Pizza Cup uh, in 86 and 87, then known, uh, Patty, as the Freight Rover Trophy. Yeah, they have pieces about that in England, back to eat Freight Rovers. Uh, their manager is, dog. Yeah, yeah, is, a, is a, proper, a proper lower league manager. It's uh, Nigel Clough. Playing a, uh, likes a 3-5-2, but is playing a 4-3-3. Likes the possession, working down the wings cross and through balls from the number 10 to the wing backs. Uh, any chance they play us straight up? I don't know, Justin. This is your preview, but that is what you wrote in the notes. <laughs> uh, players of note, uh, a proper lower league British name here. Uh, Davis Keeler Dunn, who is their central attacking midfielder. Three goals and one assist. Up front, you'll see Ryza Oates and uh, Lucas At- Atkins, who is also a uh, banged in two goals from this year so they score a fair few goals that's uh six goals from their central attacking midfielder and two strikers it's still uh early days in the season and a a, a notable member of uh of that lot is there as well still uh stephen quinn who is 37 and still playing in the uh central midfield for mansfield town i mean look i don't care about this competition per se but I'll say this, Patty. Look, I think the more matches they get early on to get more players into the squad and just familiar with the way that Munoz wants to play, and you know, maybe this is an opportunity for 
Reese James or Marvin Johnson to get a look in too as the fixture schedule starts to get a little more crowded. Um, I think it's then look, they should beat Mansfield Town. That is just a thing that should happen, but we saw how it went in, in the last round. So, well, it all depends how much he plays about with it, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't mind him playing about in the League Cup. Like you say, it's not part of the competition, but we need to be getting to the stage now. It's the end of August uh, where we know our best 11. Yes. Uh, and our style of play. And I don't think we were, were there yet. I think we were close at Preston to finding close to it. Um, but I don't think we should be using the Mansfield game to figure out our squad depth. I think we should still try and figure out our first 11. <laughs> sure. So giving people like, if, if, you th- if you really just think Marvin Johnson and Rich James aren't going to be in the squad for the season, don't fucking play them in the League Cup. Get your first team uh, gelling better and get the first team learning to play your style of football. So I want to see a strong side coming out from Mansfield because we need to get some wins in those belts. We need to get some uh, form going. Yeah, and that helps too, right? If you know you can get a draw at Cardiff and then a win against Mansfield, you know, always good to have the the ball in the hopper too because you can get a big fixture in this competition. I don't know if they need one per se, but... No, I'm happy to have more uh, practice. More League, two, more, more, more League <laughs> 2 teams we can practice the yeah. completing passes out to the wing, basically. <laughs> yeah, the basics, yeah. right. The basics, right, yeah. Um, we'll see. Oh, they've so, also got Aiden Flint, Jeff, as we mentioned. In they the do, as we mentioned. They have Aiden Flint, yeah. So that, yeah. if you've got Stephen Quinn at 37 and Aiden Flint at, what, 45 of his in there? You're gonna um, be like I'm gonna look it up because I don't know how is Nigel is Nigel Clough starting for them too. <laughs> Aiden Flint is only 34. Only a young only 34. 34. Yeah, so they've got some age on the side. There's an experience. Justin only put like three players in here. I don't know if there's any other names I actually recognize. Uh not really. Look out for Big Flinty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if we put if we play our like our, our new fast wingers against Aiden wings. Flint, yeah, like that's the what's it called, Kusama and um, mm-hmm. Musaba, um, tear Aiden Flint to pieces. I assume I haven't looked, but I'm gonna take a guess that uh, Wednesday Mansfield Town is not uh, available to watch. But where can people watch the match against Cardiff City, Patty? That's an eye follow, Jeffrey. Um, and currently, um, I'm only aware of the New Orleans Owls meeting up. The New York Owls are away again this weekend. Um, and it's not on ESPN, so it's hard for everyone else to join. So uh, I'll follow us on socials to find out more, but I believe it's just New Orleans. I may have actually found a bar in Salt Lake City that has ESPN Plus. So more on that. I guess Middlesbrough is the next one. Mid-week Middlesbrough on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in the... If you're in the SLC Utah area. I think the Utah area like doesn't take six hours to drive out of the state, but uh, I might try to watch the uh, at a bar. Uh, ironically enough, Patty named Legends. Really, yeah. <laughs> you found a home from home. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. This is episode two hundred twenty-six of the Owls Americast. Every Wednesday, opinion with an American accent. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com and any uh, late-breaking meetups for the Cardiff game. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are fellow Wednesday nights forever to the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. 
However, you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show. Helps more Wednesday. It's find our ramblings. Patty is on Twitter at New York Owls. Patty, have you ever been to Wales? Um, yes, I went to Cardiff for the uh, <laughs> last league one. Um, uh, oh, you were at the Millennium final. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to that one. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, actually, both my sister and my mother has been in Wales last week too. Um, nowhere near Cardiff, um, but last week we had a family event to Wales that wasn't there. But yes, it's a lovely place. I like, I like Wales. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. Uh, I've never been to Wales. I have watched the Hartford Whalers, and we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>